Welcome. 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 To views from the bridge. 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 This season, it seems like it's been Philly versus everybody. Do we want to be a good team or do we want to be f-ing great? Shabelka. Back to Fontana again. Good ball, Matt Riel. Good combination. Shabelka. Back for Shabelka. He'll see now. Shabelka. What a goal. Oh, boy. And he gives the old on your bike. Pretty a dupe as you're going to see in any old opening back. Derek I want you to take the field and remember two things tonight. Number one, this is our house. And number two, this is now our conference. It's Philly or nothing. Hey everyone. Welcome to your second favorite union podcast, Views from the Bridge. This is not Evan Valala. Evan Valala is. MIA tonight. Uh, we wish him well in his conquests, whatever they may be. I am Paul Catrino Jr., officially putting a tally next to my name for hosting duties tonight because we've got a little heated debate we got to get into uh, with my two friends here. We have Justin Ashcraft. Justin. What is up, Paul? How are you? I am okay. I'm still a little hurt that I didn't win the FIFA tournament the other day. Uh, you know, I'm still. It hurts, but, you know, John Batch, great guy. Glad he won again. Uh, balls out every time. But, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get you know. my revenge someday. And then uh, my other friend here, Mr. Chuck Booth. Chuck, what's up, dude? Um, Paul, let's be real. You weren't going to win the FIFA tournament to begin with. All right, listen here, you little sh- All right. We, we have played each other practiced... in enough games of FIFA. Neither one of us are very good. Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. Just... <laughs> Don't worry, that that was just my heart. Hey, just my heart breaking a, a little bit. No hey, deal. I joined you in saying I'm not good too. So it's okay. Yeah. You hear that sound? What seltzer do you That's have? That's my tonight? heartbreaking. That's my heart breaking in half. Uh I am still drinking these uh seekouts from Oregon. Uh they're very great guys that uh sent me over some variety packs. We'll be trying them out at the uh home opener. Uh this is the key lime mint go to. Very, very good. Uh but, I've always you know said what? that lime is the bi- lime is like the baseline test for seltzer waters. Like everybody makes a lime, so you can always try lime in every brand, and then you can decide how quality they are. What's great about this though is that like it has the mint in there too, and I really like I said in my initial assessment, I really thought it was going to throw off the whole flavor, but it like it's given a Christmas to it, and yeah, I'm telling you, I could I could crush these very easily and i can't say that about many seltzers because after like one or uh, two you're mm. you're not feeling too good and in regards to not feeling too good we should not be feeling too good about what happened in the union's first game Wait, but, of the 2020 season but where, what's your health tip um if you're standing next to an open fire um, it would be best not to breathe in the fumes directly. I thought you were going to say don't fall in. Like, uh, so, <laughs> well, you know, that, that's just common sense. You know, and these are like really research health tips that I clearly spend a lot of time on. But if the wind comes, sometimes you can't help yourself. Now, see, those are the situations you need to, you need to adapt on the fly, Okay. My best advice would just be to go ahead and just turn your body 180 degrees. That should get you through. Really should. Wow. What good advice. <laughs> yeah, I'm terrible, I know. But anyway, guys, we had the first game of the season. I'm happy to just be back. Union Soccer's back, and it's a great place to be. Uh, maybe not on Twitter, but it is a great, it's a great time again. We're kicking it off. They're up and running, and... They lost two to nothing to Dallas on the road. Uh, something that I think you know a lot of us would take with a grain of salt. But it seems as if you two have varying opinions on the importance of how this result is going to shake out the rest of the season. Okay. So, okay. I, so I first, really... we're gonna put your words back in your mouth because neither one of us said anything on how this result is gonna shape the rest of the season. We just have differing opinions on how the actual game itself went. 
I'm trying to put words in your own mouth, but yeah, you guys go ahead and do whatever you want. <laughs> it's not like I'm. It's not like I'm running the show here. Yeah. It's not like you just oh, threw it man. up to me and said, "Hey, you run the show tonight." <laughs> well, no one threw it up you to asked. you. You said I'm running the show right. tonight, and no one opposed you. You're right. My ego is finally caught up to me once again. So, in in the grand scheme show. of this game. You didn't see too much that really made you feel bad, like terrible about the team. But, man, when it comes to creativity and producing chances, I've got to say it was a little uh, lackluster in that regard. And I don't know. We all seemed that the mid, we were all in agreement that we thought the midfield was going to be totally fine. We all got some. Some part of the lineup correct in some capacity. We did see Warren Creval. Uh Good for you, Chuck. Congratulations. Uh, I mean, top Chuck, to that bottom. That was one toward our bet. That's that, one. That was. That's yeah. one out of 34, whatever it is. <laughs> should, should, um, should we make a bet on his yellow cards now? Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> well, the the union as a whole picked up four in that game. Um, well, that's because the ref was a joke. But, I, you know, whatever. Um, I guess should should we get to should we start with the positives from the game? I would love to start this off with a little <laughs> bit of positivity. I really would. You know, that's exactly where I was just going to take the show. I was sort of steering us in that direction. Uh-huh. Totally planned out. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Hey Chuck, we'll start with you. What were the positives from this game? Um, so <laughs> it's it's a tough one because num- number one, Sergio Santos tried good things. They didn't work at all. But he, you can't say that when he went forward, he did the wrong thing many times in that game. It was almost like an execution thing I, on his regard. Like, you you admire the the effort and the boldness going forward. I was convinced that every ball he out. touched was filled with helium. <laughs> but it went in the right direction, just way too far in that direction. And that's yeah. not going to be the case later in the season when Casper Shabilko is actually, I guess, up for playing soccer games? Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely, you know, you you give him a full off season again. Well, you, see, you clearly see acclimation in regards to, you know, what the system is and what his role is on that team. And he was really just pedestrian. That entire game, I, as I have a Paul Catrino conspiracy theory. Oh my God! Usually only Paul has those. Wow. Uh, did, what is it? Did he party too hard with his new contract extension? Oh wow! Yeah. I mean, he wasn't really around most of the off season. He was just out, out and about, traveling, seeing the world. It looks like he was having a blast. Ah, uh, where is where is Evan? Oh goodness! Oh, Hi, Justin. Hey. Feel free to chime in feel anytime, fr- and feel free to rip this responsibility from me whenever you so see fit. No, no, you, Chuck, you, somebody wanted to start with the positives of this game and this team and and everything else. I mean, the midfield four was good. I I think Craval. For the most part, did his job. I didn't think there was any really that many points in the game where I was like, "Uh, I wish Martinez or or Avec or whoever." Like, there's there was no time in the game that I was like, "Ah, oh, you know, Craval looks out of place." I mean, I thought Bedoya was good. I thought Aronson was decent. I thought Montero was good. Um, I I just think given the, I mean, given the flow of the game, I thought they pretty much dominated the midfield. I mean, there wasn't. Dallas wasn't able to do a whole lot of build-up play, and they scored twice, kind of on yeah. counters and and weird kind of experiences. So there's a I don't, reason why they're. I mean, the midfield is yeah, good. There's a reason why 15 shots were ripped off by the Union in the game. Yeah, yeah, and it's a, you look at both goals, and both of them really are just like 
pretty soft in nature. Like kind of you just you're catching a center back flat footed, and you know Andre Blake's not in a great position to make a save. It's just nothing about it screamed like it was a fundamental issue with the defense or anything like that. Obviously, you see Blake make much better saves on other days, and you can question his decision making as much as you want, but he. <laughs> <laughs> this this well, this seems to be more the norm with Andre Blake. This is turning into a new uh consistent thing with Andre Blake and I'm not really a big I fan of it. I don't think it's necessarily a new thing. I think we were just so happy that he actually knew how to make a save <laughs> for the first couple of years that he was here after, you know, a certain keeper from Wait. some African country playing for us. Um but I mean I think the weird thing about Blake is every time a shot comes in, he's either really good or really bad. And, like, there were times in this game, moments of this game, where he was really, really good. And there were times <laughs> in this game where he was really, really bad. I don't know. I mean, it's just what Blake is. And, unfortunately, it's honestly – it's tough to rate him these days – as like more than just an average MLS keeper. Yeah, like I'm you know, it, it's funny because you hear a lot of um you even heard the commentary team for FC Dallas saying is like Andre Blake, you know, a, a top 5 keeper in his own right in recent years. Oh, in MLS. I w- I would swap Andre I Blake for Jesse Gonzalez any day. Yeah, this is, this will be a fun game. Starting goalkeepers for other teams, would you swap them with Andre Blake? We'll do this every week, and I think I would already swap Andre Blake. Not Maybe. every week. Not every week, but... But do you think it would be most of the weeks? Mm, no. no. Definitely not most. I, I, I agree. It definitely wouldn't be most of the weeks. Um, honestly... In the East, there's not there's not a lot of keepers that I would take over Blake because I just can't bear seeing Brad Guzan in goal. Mm-hmm. Or Bill Hamid. Bill, or Bill Hamid Rebels. is literally the same guy as Andre Blake. That's true. It actually is true. <laughs> You're right. Um, where it gets interesting is probably Crepo. Well, that's not the East, so never mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, one one thing that I would like to mention, I I know you mentioned the midfield, Justin, and how it was okay. I think I would give my most pedestrian performance midfield-wise in regards to expectation and what we thought we would see to Montero. He really didn't do a whole lot going forward that made me think this is now a very focused Jamiro Montero, who is now on a DP salary on a multi-year contract that wants to start moving the cogs going forward. Chuck's so mad he has to move. He's like, I gotta move. I'm so mad. I'm not. No. It's unfortunate because Jamiro Montero wasn't the most pedestrian midfield performance because Brendan Aronson was also out there. Was he? Exactly. Brandon Aronson was the only midfielder not named Warren Kravalb, who does not pass the ball forward, as we are all aware, that did not complete a key pass. He's your 10. That's a problem. Under the category of you should be doing these things. I get that. Aronson had his attacking moments in the final third at Aronson least completed but couldn't two complete could not complete any thing to get him free to make a pass or make a shot or anything like that. It just seemed he seemed flustered at the opportunity. Jamiro just kinda settled into his spot and just existed there. In regard, at least Aronson was, you know, going for it and he messed up, <laughs> you know, and just Jamiro kind of just settled in and, you know, it's like, it's funny because when you look at the shuttling midfielders, we always say you don't want to hear Bedoya's name called too often because that means he's doing his job, but you could 
look at the opposite side of the field in that very same position and look at a guy like Jamiro Montero and be like, you want to hear that guy's name called all the time. Like you want that being the focal point of how you're building up. If you're going to have people running right at the defense. I don't know know that I necessarily agree. I think I don't, I mean, when we re-sign Montero, he's good, um, and he's good as a shuttling midfielder. I mean, that's the position he plays naturally. I mean, you can throw him at the 10, and you probably could throw him at the 6 if you wanted to. But, I mean, the guy's an 8, and there's going to be games where that doesn't translate into a whole lot of chances or goals or assists or whatever. And there's going to there's gonna be other games where that translates into a lot of those things. So, I don't... I don't necessarily look at Montero's performance the other day and say, like, oh, you didn't make a difference in the game. Well, he's not there to be a playmaker. He's there to, like, make sure we have possession of the ball, which we did. Make sure that the other team can't build up through the midfield, which he did. Um, And so I just don't, I don't look at Montero's performance and say that was bad. I would be more on Chuck's line where I think, Aronson had a job to do, and that was to create chances for your two strikers. Now, your one striker looked completely disinterested in playing the game. The other just couldn't execute anything once it got on the end of balls. But I think Aronson didn't show me anything the other day that said, like, oh, I'm largely improved from last year. I've been working on my game, or the U.S. men's team camp helped. You know, none of that necessarily was true for me. So I would put it more on Aronson than Montero. I get that, absolutely. It just seemed like at a certain point in the game, it screamed that Jamiro needed to be more involved than the role he was being given at the time. It was like you almost you looked at the options on the field, and I said to myself, it kind of has but, to be Jamiro at this point, or else nothing else is going to happen. But is that a Jamiro thing or a Jim Curtin thing? That's what I'm getting. That's what I was getting to. I was waiting because they've obviously been able to just shift on the fly, like throughout games. Like that's been a very common theme, you know, for them. And I'm just, I'm surprised I didn't see it happen. Like I really, I really was just kind of surprised that that shift didn't occur. And I mean, that's kind of what surprised me about it. And you know, if that's Jim's call to say no, Jamiro, you stay in that area, and that's how you need to operate, or if it's Jamiro saying like hey, let me push up a little bit, you know, and it's like kind of breaks up the formation a little bit. And sure, maybe you get pulled out of position, but that's what was happening in the mall game. In regards to the goals they were letting up, it was just, you know, a breakdown in possession and then counterattack. But at least you're getting a chance going forward. It's just Jamiro never took that chance. And that's just why it was pedestrian in my regard. I'm not sitting up here crucifying the guy, but, you know, it's just... It was just the way I saw it, and like I said, you know, with the two strikers not really performing to the best of their abilities, who's going to get anything out of that attack? Yeah. Um, Are we dipping into negatives? Because it sounds like we are. (laughs) Yeah, you know, because this was a loss, guys. This was a loss at its essence, and we can sit here and be Posadelphians as much as possible, but... Um, We did lose two to nothing, and uh, someone's to blame. Dude... Um, can I do an just uh, we miss Kai Wagner a lot? Yeah, a we, whole lot. we do miss Kai Wagner. Yeah, uh, get well soon. Get well soon. I miss seeing you out there, bud. Um. So for me, if I was going to give a golden conceso, because we have it, we didn't really Oof. give those the second half. Ah, uh, yes, we it was the first conceso of the twenty twenty season. We were winning baby. a lot, so it didn't feel like we needed to give them out, but. If I was going to give one out tonight for this past game, I mean, I'm putting it straight on Jim Curtin's shoulders. And I could probably just walk into his office and put it on a shelf. Because to me, I mean... Well, there's no trophies on his shelf to begin with, so there's definitely room. This game, to me, was just frustrating from a... From my... Like... I just, I don't understand some of the decisions that were made. Like, right, so you are in a game that it's the first game of the year. You are trying to establish consistency and fluidity and all this kind of stuff. And the change that you decide to make 
with a new signing is taking Jack Elliott off the field. I have no clue what that was about. Like, this is your first game. You have Mark McKenzie and Jack Elliott who who have played together. Maybe it was only seven or eight games last year, but they have played together. They know each other. They know how to cover each other. And guess where both of the balls that went in the back of the net came from? The center of the defense. And I, I'm not sitting here saying that McKenzie or Glesnes had bad games. Neither of them had bad games. But I have to think, I have to think if Jack Elliott is on that field with McKenzie, they are a little bit more in tune with each other to be able to cover for each other, to be able to be in the right positions and all that kind of stuff. And then, before I let you guys go on this, do not let do not get me started on the subs. Um, I yeah, don't even no, want to talk about no. the subs. Why did, don't... why did Jim Curtin sub Jack Elliott into the game? Because if you're not going to start him, why are you going to play him when you're down two? As a striker? Chasing elite. As a striker? When you have actual strikers, forwards, attacking players, whatever you want to call them, on the bench. Yeah. Yeah, when when I first saw the notification, I thought there was an injury that had occurred, which warranted... Jack Elliott to come into the game in some capacity. Nope. And then I watched the actual substitution happen, and I got very angry because that just didn't register for me. Like, it it simply didn't add up for me. And, uh, yeah, Justin, I think you're absolutely right. I think just when everyone saw the lineup come out an hour before the game, and I think everyone just – it was the most nitpick thing ever because they knew that it wasn't. It it just didn't seem like it was going to work. And it, it just really didn't seem like it was going to work out of the gate against Dallas on the road. You know, right. like, it's hard to sit here and say like it was it was Glessness's fault that we lost the game. It wasn't Glessness's fault. He actually played a pretty good game. I'm actually excited about his potential for this team. I thought he was pretty decent. But whose fault I'm just was saying, it? I will I will give on the first goal where he fired it from outside of the box. If you go back and watch it from like behind the goal angle, Glesnes kind of just turns away from the shot and that's what allows the shot to be very far to the right. I mean, you can put your body in front of it and that's the thing that that was like one thing I noticed that I went, "Huh. He's a pretty big guy. He shouldn't be afraid to get it with the ball in that situation. I mean, yeah, I don't but, think Glesnes did what he had to do. But that's not a knock on his compatibility with Mark McKenzie. No, I thought he played a pretty good game. Now, Definitely. center backs, every time a goal goes in the back of the net, you're going to first look at the goalkeeper, second you're going to look at the center backs. And I think for both the goals, one, I look at I look at Andre Blake being way cheated to the right side of his goal. Uh, yeah, and then the ball went in the left side of the goal, and he dove and tried to get there, but he was already cheated all the way to the other side. So that is a little bit on him, I think, for that goal. I think the second goal, I put a little bit on just center back chemistry. I think both of them were trying, like I think McKenzie and Glasses were both trying to find the right place, um, and then Gaddis kind of came in and tried to like cover, but he overcommitted, and then everyone was out of position so i'm not blaming it on any one player i think all three of them were a little bit at fault and obviously blake didn't make a save there either so all four of them were at fault but and i think you can attribute that to jim Curtin putting them in a position where they weren't ready to succeed at their fullest potential especially in the first game of the season on the road um can i share my can say so sure because I would agree. Hold wait, hold on. Let me let me consult with the rule book real quick. I actually have the guide to Kinsaysal awards right here. Just give me a second. Flip, 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 flip. The yeah, use of the bridge Kinsaysal here. This is actually one of the few times that I really wish that there was just a visual podcast because <laughs> I'm extremely animated just at Paul right now. Ah. <laughs> uh. Oh, so I, I checked. You're fine, Chuck. Um, well, I mean... Subsection C. Like, half or three-fourths of it have to go to Jim Curtin. Whoa, yes. whoa. You can't dive into fractions here, all right, bud? All right. Just, <laughs> you didn't say... Hey, keep it hey, simple, stupid. You did not say how I had to split it. I asked, could I split it? You said yes. 
No, you said you could share it. So I, I said you were split. Just saying the name. I actually did you say split. Said, no, you said share. Nope, you said share. Yeah, you said we'll share. We'll go back. There's yeah. tape. We'll uh, what, what are you going <laughs> to listen to the tape again? You're damn right we're going to listen to the tape and, again. But, well, whatever. The other part is going to Casper Shabilko. Yes. Yeah. Because fine. Fine. the chances were there. I don't know what he was doing. Um, His foot should be fine by now. But he wasn't using it to shoot. And we need him to do that. And this team is literally going to go as far as he does. So, it's on him. Yeah, I mean, I even think like a 10 to 15% increased effort on his part could have resulted in a goal. But it just didn't seem like it was there at all for him. It's, uh, I don't know. That was an enigma for me. I think that might have been his worst game period in a union uniform simply because not not the fact that he never scored a goal i can get past that that's fine he usually has an extremely the, high the, work rate while he's out there as a big dude he's got the speed and he's got the hustle to cause problems you know even as a he's as, as a uh, defensive player you know especially with the high press that they're trying to implement but he's he seemed in a daze man and I don't know what else I can really attribute that to. I mean, at this point, it's reckless speculation. But, God, I love that. That's one of my favorite things to do is to just recklessly speculate. And it's Casper that I'm doing it for. A guy that I never thought I would have to do this for. Like, Corey Burke. Yeah, come on. Uh, let me let me open up let, the book let, of let phrases. Let Corey Burke have his loan in peace. No, never. Never. He's not getting away with it that easy. Ray Gaddis, oh my god, I'd fire him to the sun every week, you know. But Casper Shabilko, it just it did I don't know, guys. I don't know what that was. I think I'm just straight up giving my concese out of him for the fact that we really expected that this extension news coming right before the start of the season was a sign that Jim Curtin was seeing something in Casper that screamed sustainability as a striker and you know someone who wants to compete and play very hard for this union team and you just got the exact opposite of that against Dallas you really did so I understand the Jim Curtin nod for sure but I'm gonna straight up just give mine to Casper as well so I think in regards to the splitting here it seems as though Jim gets the edge by a quarter of a fraction because Chuck just had well, to split re, his up. Re, no, three I mean re, realistically, and... we just, Anderson's head is large enough that it can be split equally between the two, and they still get a full trophy. Fair enough. Okay, very good. All right, so Casper Shabilko, Jim Curtin, you uh, will be receiving your trophies in the mail at some point. Um, I'm just kidding. I'm just going to drop him off sometime next time at the stadium. No big deal. You have my number. Um, but, you know, it's it's only going to get easier from here. I mean, it's it's not uh, like we have to play uh, LAFC wait, next game. I have, a, I have a question for Chuck. Uh-huh. <laughs> How many uh, completed dribbles did one um, Ilsenio have in that game? Oh, good question. Did not check. Um, not, once... not four. <laughs> Definitely not four. not four. I don't even think he'd had one. He did not. None. Wow. I think I think that makes me. The that winner. was literally. It was the least impactful Ilsenio sub, and also, fifteen minutes too early, because you should have flipped the Fontana and Ilsenio subs because Fontana should have been the first person off the bench based off of how yes. that game was going. Yes, let him run at the defense, let him cause some issues, get people flustered a bit with the speed, and then you bring on a technical master. But Unfortunately, Fontana also Justin, did not you won the Fontana also did not complete a dribble, but he did play some progressive passes. And folks, that's really what you want to see. Just anything, a spark of anything offensively to create something. Because at this point, it really is looking like now that the fact that Bedoya has been bought down below the DP threshold, the Union only have one DP? Like, Mm -hmm. 
are you really going to sit there the entire season and try to tell an MLS fan base that you're going to compete to try to get to the Eastern Conference Finals with one DP? Paul, what city are we in? Well, I I should actually rephrase that question because all three people recording right now are currently in three different cities. But yes, and the the city that the team plays in is not even the name of the city that they represent. So whatever, we're not dealing with the Philly Chester thing right now. Um, but they've been convincing us that the team is bigger, better than the sum of their parts since the inception of the team. So it really shouldn't be that much of a surprise that we're now down to one designated player. We would like to hope that there will be another one. But they've always been okay getting by with two. You know, like two, it's fine. Like everyone's like, we got to use that third spot. Um, There was a point when one of our two was Marius Adu, so you still had one. Yes, but at least there was someone on the team. There was that. There was at least that hope. <laughs> you know, like this it's game, just this, is this he gonna come back? Is he ever to gonna come back? Soon. Uh, we're not. We're not even close because we haven't even gotten into previewing LAFC. Oh we're yeah, talking, because that's just gonna be a really easy game. We're gonna lose four nothing. What's the matter? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> uh, I just want to say I was correct, and you guys all crucified me last week when I said. El Senior won't even have a successful dribble, and you guys were all like, oh my gosh, so negative. I don't think I crucified you on that one. This this guy can see into the future. Uh, Chuck, actually, you know, we can run back the tape on that one, too. I think you pr- I think you chuckled quite a bit. You chucked the chuckler over there, laughing at Justin. I mean, I, I, prop I, li- literally, Justin could be saying something completely seriously. I could agree with him, and I would still chuckle. So, that's true, that's true, that's true. <laughs> Uh, these these are going to be fun little prop bets throughout the year. So congrats, Justin! You do have the first win of the season. Uh, very nice. Uh, it's okay. Justin like and I are say... playing the the long game with Warren Craval. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> a very long game, a full season game. Um, over under on feeling positive about an LAFC loss goal wise. I'm saying if it's two goals or less, I'm okay with that. Like, if they lose by more than two goals, then I'm not okay Based with that. Based on their performance against um, Inter-Miami. David David Beckham's Miami MLS franchise, patent pending. I'd, I, don't, I don't think the Union will lose by more than two goals. I personally don't think and so I don't, Also, and I, I don't think okay the Union that. will get shut out. Until Carlos Vela... Throws down a hat trick. And... I mean, he'll get his insanely beautiful goals. That chip was amazing. Um, and there's nothing we will be able to do to stop it. But their defense isn't good. Yeah, no, I mean, it, the, even though they were able to shut out Miami, they also don't have a whole lot of cohesion behind them as a unit, period. And they do does, they does very this union much team play right a I mean, you would like to hope they have more than a team that just got assembled weeks ago. Like, you know, Pizarro hasn't been in America for more than a month. I'm just, I'm just would... saying, most of the issues against Dallas were cohesion issues, so... But at least those are part. you know, they, these are parts that have running MLS Minute experience with each other, and, you know, you can chalk this up to a bad formation you can chalk this up to lack of effort but i don't think it's a matter of lack of cohesion with the parts that we have it's you know miami play a very direct style of you know trying to attack you and i think it's very similar to what the union do and quite frankly miami did have their chances as well it just came to execution in the final third we've seen the union be able to do that before especially with the pieces that they have on this lineup but you look at this Dallas game and you go, how are we going to do that against a team that's much better than Dallas if we can't do it against Dallas? So it's it's just a matter of like, I'm biting my tongue on this game and kind of just sitting back and hoping for the best at this point. 
And the best is losing by less than two goals. That, that's you, that's mine. That's my mindset right now. You know, and I I don't look at an zero and two start to the season as we need to panic by any means because we do kind of finish out the season a little weaker schedule wise than the other Eastern Conference rivals. But uh, I mean, how can you have any confidence with the Union going forward after? Just seeing lackluster well, in regards to effort. Number one, you and also Jim Curtin not being MLS Coach of the Year worthy in his choices. Do you think Kai at least makes the squad for this game, or is this injury worse than Jim Curtin is trying to let on with? Because it's supposedly a calf injury. As of mid-February, he was working back to fitness. Um. But the fact that we haven't seen him feels like a bigger problem than the team would like to let on. The most recent health update that Curtin gave seemed very sheepish on his part in regards to, like, he doesn't really know what the extent of the timeline is. So I certainly don't think that we see him in the 18 for the LA game. In good news... Andrew Wooten should make the 18 for that game, though. And that's going to be really interesting to see, too, now that he's back and fully healthy. I mean, what, what does he have to offer for this attacking, you know, going forward? I, I'm certainly interested because I certainly wasn't blown away by anything I saw in the Dallas game by any means. So I, I certainly hope he makes the 18 and he's able to get some solid minutes, you know, maybe you start him instead of Sergio and bring Sergio on later if you're trying to chase a game a bit, but I we'll I, I don't think you start him yet just due to the fact that he hasn't played much at all. Well, I mean, you can start him for like 50 minutes, you know. Mm. Play him 50 minutes or something like that. Obviously, you don't, you don't start someone expecting them to go off. under 60. This is why you're not coaching a soccer team. That's fine. <laughs> it's not my role. It's not my role in the grand scheme of things. No big deal. I, I, I like to assume. Doing my I like job. to assume that for every lineup that I announce, I put myself in the shoes of Jim Curtin, and then basically do what I would do: controlling the union in football manager for that game. Mm, yes, we we do forget that Chuck is very much fully absorbed in the football manager hey, lifestyle. To, to be fair, I to have actually I have actually coached youth soccer. Um, I just unfortunately am too overwhelmed with all of the other things that I'm doing right now to be able to do it now that I'm back in Baltimore, which actually is sad. Chuck actually had a giant tirade that got him thrown out of a league one time. I, I, he lost and threw a chair on the field. I, I 100% did not. No comment. No comment. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving wow. on from Chuck's imperfections. Hi, hi Justin. What do you um, have to say? I yes. don't have anything to say, actually. I, I mean, this LAFC game does not look good to me, I think. If I if it was Kai Wagner versus Carlos Vela, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, sure. That's fun. Go ahead. Yeah, that's always let's, fun to watch because it's it. a competent defender against one of MLS's best. Hey, Matt, and he's handled that. Matt Real was now. not bad on the defensive end. He just didn't go forward. He's. I wonder if did he spend? <laughs> did, he, did him spending time at center back in Bethlehem just like take away all of his attacking threat? I would yes. hope not. Like it could have. No, him like spending of... time with Ray Goddess took away all of his attacking threat. There we go. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, this is not good, Justin. You're... No, I just think like I mean, I'm gonna say it for the next 33 games if I get the chance to say it because Jim Curtin doesn't feel like that there's a better right back than Ray Goddess on this roster, but. If Olivier Baizo does not see the field sometime this season in an MLS game, not a freaking Open Cup game, but if he doesn't see the field in MLS game this season, like, 
there's a big problem somewhere in this organization and there's i'm not a sure the mental problem i don't know i don't know if it's with olivia Ambizo or if it's with jim Curtin, or if it's with ray gaddis and as nice as he is he might be holding something over jim's head uh but <laughs> or they just hated keegan rosenberry for something way more this than isn't even about keegan rosenberry field. at this point it's i i agree with justin like and Bizo is supposed to be able to actually like cross, play the system that we're supposed to play, maybe shoot a little bit. And we've seen like what one game and in that game he got an assist. Yeah. But it wasn't good enough to earn a starting spot. Clearly, because Ray Gaddis has just overperformed and, and, and also all expectations. If you're gonna have one of them on the bench it would be the one that can back up at both sides. And that's where it got us. Clearly. But what do we know? We're just the second just best po- union podcast you listen to. You know. mm. What are you going to do? Yeah, guys, it, this is a tough one to preview. I think we can just chalk it up to, hey, be happy that you have MLS soccer back. And don't get too down in the fact that you're going to lose to easily the best team in major league soccer right now despite the fact that they didn't win the championship last year um but like <laughs> come on we we know the skill that we're going up against don't play drinking games to this game as um you may not make it through god i couldn't even think of anything fun to associate with drinking in this game because especially drinking due to, to the fact that's going to start past 10 p.m on a sunday night is it like who's Wait, sta- who's staying up for is, this is game? It? Oh God! Is it? I thought I read that oh, as no. Saturday. Yeah. Why? Why? Like the Minis- mm. the Minnesota game was at least nine. Why is this not a Saturday? MLS at scheduling. At least Take it's it up not. With them. At least it's not Las Vegas Lights midnight party game that they're playing at some point this season. Now that sounds like a rip snorting good time. Honestly, that they're, they're that starting the game at 11 snorting. p.m. and doing a midnight party. <laughs> at yes, that's right. First 1,000 fans in the stadium get a clear plastic bag of a substance for okay, a rip snorting good time. Um, I, I just left it as something that was easy. You... <laughs> Can't get in. Tr- uh, you technically can't get in trouble on airwaves for saying white powdery substance. I've learned that from many media courses. That's your fun fact of the evening for uh, um, podcast etiquette. So hopefully, um, all of the East Coast can actually s- stay up for even half of the game against LAFC because um, that's past my bedtime. I don't know about you guys. Oh, I'll be up. I'll be watching. The man with the child will be staying up and watching this game. You have no excuse not no to excuse. watch this game. No excuse. No excuse. Well, the, the, Especially the worst, given the wide round of streaming options the worst thing available is, for Philadelphia Union games. The worst thing is the fact that, like, literally, if it was if this time frame was one week ahead, I'm off the Monday after. But it's not. Okay. It's do we want to do predictions for this game? <laughs> uh, two one. They're LAFC. gonna lose. I'm gonna say three one. I'm gonna say three one. Yeah, uh, I, th- I was gonna yeah. go the same thing, Paul. It it exactly. seems like it's gonna be close for a good twenty minutes down the stretch, where they're like, maybe the Union can get an um, equalizer, and then you're gonna see Diego Rossi. Well, just also another question: Peach in the back of the night, Jack Elliott or Glissness? Elliott. Elliot, wow, yeah, yeah, we're I mean, unanimous. What is what has given you the mindset that he shouldn't be playing no, next to Mark McKenzie? Nothing. Yeah, nothing. nothing. I I agree. You have to try. That's why I was shocked to see it in the opener. Yeah, it's, uh... the two the the two things that I want to see for this game, and I'm not going to say what the other well. The one is obvious, but the moves you have to make to make this happen. One, I would like to see Mbizo in the in the eleven, not the eighteen, the eleven. <laughs> and secondly, 
Orvec Orvets needs to be in one of the two. I get that. Yeah. I don't care whether he's on the field or he's on the bench, but he needs to be in one of the two. Like at this point, are you really sacrificing a lot of defensive stability by playing Craval again against LAFC? That are going to break you down regardless. Craval is not going to play against LAFC. Well, let me rephrase that. He's I, not going to start against LAFC. Okay, that's fine. Sure. It's totally understandable. He, yeah. he will play. He will not start. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think you got to give Oravets a shot at you know just getting on the field. Well, kind of. I, apparently, I'm going to just go with giving the one who actually made the squad last week. A shot in El Brujo. Mm, yeah, I mean, it's, I'm certainly not opposed to it. It just seems, you know, that it's A- not the LAFC move for the don't team right like now. You being physical with them, and he, we have certainly seen from <laughs> the bit of tape <laughs> that we have on him that he he does like to lunge and tackles. He does like to definitely shoulder people off the ball. It definitely would be a physical aspect get it, that I'd appreciate. Get it, get it, get him a yellow and bring Warren on. Yeah, yeah, totally. I love these nuclear options of just, like, going balls to the wall for a good two-thirds of the game and then just get him out of there real quick. He can laugh at you from the sidelines after a solid six, six-and-a-half performance. Ah, uh, guys, listen. I appreciate you letting me try to host this. But it's an art. I do give you a lot of credit, Justin. I really, really do. Uh, Evan, I'm not going to inflate his ego any more than I do, but I appreciate you, sir, which is why I would really like it if you could tell everyone about our amazing sponsors that we have for this lovely podcast. Because I didn't pull up the ad reads. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I want to host, but that doesn't even look at the ads to, to do it. Hey, we're sponsored by Roughnecks Scars. Roughnecks Scars is the official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscars.com. If you want a cool jersey that is not some Nike or Adidas template, check out Icarus FC. Uh, they do some great work. Obviously, if you ordered one of our jerseys and saw Christine's post, they do really good work with our jerseys. So uh, you need to go check that out. Um, they do teams and, and groups and, and anything else. So go check it out. Um, and then you could also check out the Beautiful Game Network. We are part of BGN. Um, they do podcasts and written content and a bunch of other stuff. So go check them out at BGN.fm. You can check us out on the Twitters. What is our Twitter handle? At VFTBpod. <laughs> we, we have <laughs> that, that, that is the Twitter it. handle. We have too many things now. Um, VFTB pod. Yeah. There's Design Tree. There's Ko-Fi. You can go check all those things out. We're either VFTB or VFTB pod. Just go check those things out. Absolutely. So, show uh, notes. Make sure you're we'll getting yourself notes. geared up for the uh, beginning of the season. We do have quite a few designs on our DZG entry. Uh, it's definitely uh very good option going forward. Definitely unique. Uh, if you use promo code VFTB10, you get $10 off your order. And yes. who doesn't love to pay less money for things? So definitely do that. Justin couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, guys, endure. Let us endure this LAFC performance, and we will make it to the home opener, where I will hopefully see a lot of you amazing people out there. But for now, we have a game to deal with. And here's hoping that we see at least some cohesion, some smart lineup choices, and not Ray Gattis on the field taking shots okay, from outside Ray, the box. Ray Gattis is going to be on the field. We can Shh. we can guarantee okay. that Ray Gattis you know will be on the field. All right. Uh, I love the people who are like, oh, Ray Gattis took another shot. This It must be happening. He's getting a goal this year. Guys, shut up. All right. Here's what I want to put forward right now for all of you. And I know we were talking charity last week in regards to, uh, you know, uh, me and Evan taking a side and all that. I will put my money where my mouth is and say Ray Gattis will not score a goal this year or his entire professional career. And if he does, I will donate donate $100 to the charity of his choosing from my own account. If he scores multiple goals, I will do 100 per goal that... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, 
$100 a goal. Rick Addis scores 20 and Paul he... is now broke. Do it. Prove me wrong. Just do it. But I am so sick of these people. It's like, hey, I don't care what Katrina 93 has to say. He's, he's got it, man. His shot form looks great. Congratulations that he's not kicking it out of the stadium every shot. I'm really proud that he's been working on that part of his game instead of, you know, progressing up the field with lateral movements and making solid runs and maybe getting some successful crosses into the box. No, I'm really glad he's working on his shot form off of half volleys. Good on Ray Gaddis. Picking the good intangibles to finish Okay, out when, when are we going to end this podcast? Gone. We're ending it now. Ray Gaddis isn't scoring a goal this entire season. Good luck to the Philadelphia Union from Justin, Chuck, and myself, and Evan, wherever he may be. This has been Views from the Bridge, your second favorite union podcast. Have a great night. Stay classy. Thanks for listening to another episode of Views from the Bridge. We could not do this without the help of our network and sponsors. We are part of the Beautiful Game Network. For lots of soccer writing, podcasts, and other content, check out BGN at bgn.fm. Thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves. Roughneck Scarf is the official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Are you tired of the same old uniforms and cookie-cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league squad, adult, or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com. You can find us lots of places on the internet as well. You can listen to the pod on Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your podcast. To help others find us, subscribe to the show, and please leave us a review. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook at Pod. Let us know how we're doing and what you want to hear us talk about. And you can also email us at vftvpod.gmail.com. To help us keep providing you with content, throw us a couple dollars at ko-fi.com slash vftvpod. That is ko-fi.com slash vftvpod. You can also grab some of our merch at dsgntree. Check out our merch at dsgntree.com slash vftvpod. For Evan, Chuck, and Paul, I'm Justin. Thanks for listening, and until next time, have a great day.